Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by the Cause Marketing Forum and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at CauseUpdate.com and SelfishGiving.com. Now on to today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Joe Waters and I want to welcome you to another episode of Cause Talk Radio. And on the line with me now, of course, is Megan Strand. Hey Megan. Hey Joe. How's it going? It's great. That's good. Getting ready for the holidays and already busy buying my present, I hope. I am, and I'm trying to save my pennies, which yep. is why our guest is so relevant today. Very, very appropriate, because the more money you save, the more you can spend on my presence throughout <laughs> the year, which is really important. So yeah, we have like the perfect person on today. We have Absolutely. Kathy Collins, who is the Chief Marketing Officer for H&R Block. Hey, Kathy, how's it going? Hi, Joe. It's great. How are you? Good, good. I'm doing really good. well. And um, we were saying before the show, you are in the home of Kansas City, the world yes. champions. Oh, it's the best feeling in the world. I know. Isn't that great? Between now and spring t- training is like the best. Oh, yeah. The, this city has not come down from the high. It's I It's been bet. a couple of weeks, and we are still celebrating. Yep. That's right. That's, That's awesome. right. Well, all you have to do is go to a Chiefs game. Right? <laughs> That's right. Hey, the Chiefs are looking great right now. Yeah, they too. are doing a little bit better, aren't they? Yeah. Yes, they so, are. But thanks so much for being on the show. And what we want to talk to you about today is H&R Block has had an innovative program for a number of years now called Dollars and Cents. And it's a financial literacy program. And I believe it's for kids of all ages. Right, Kathy? And we were hoping you could tell us a little bit about the program. You bet. So we started this program um, H&R Block Dollars and Cents in 2009, and it's really targeting high school age kids. Hmm. Um, that's where we believe the greatest need is. And, and we started um, looking at research and doing our own research around this topic. And what we came to learn very quickly was that the majority of high school kids, when they graduate from high school, um, they are not ready for the real world mm-hmm. in terms of uh, understanding and, and practicing personal finance skills. Mm-hmm. So that was the kind of the genesis of the idea was um, there's something we can do. Obviously, we, our consumers struggle with this every day. The people who come in to have their taxes done or or see us about other financial needs, um, we see how tricky this can be for adults, let alone teenagers. So this Mm -hmm. made a lot of sense for us. Mm -hmm. Were you there when the program started in 2009? I was. Yes, I was there. I am a big believer in cause marketing, and it was um, it was a bit of a, a gap when I came here several years ago. Um, and it's something that we started talking about, you know, when I first got here in 2006, and and by 2009 we had a um, a very very strong program in place, and it's just continued to get bigger and better over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, was there any specific impetus behind the program? Was it like the CEO's son bought like an R- RV firm self or something like that? After- <laughs> We want, we want scandal, scandal here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I wish there was a great story here, but the truth of the matter is that when the program started, um, our CEO, as well as myself, we both have, um, teenagers Mm -hmm. and kids in their early twenties. And so it was a bit personal. Um, when, when I learned that there are only a handful of states that require any high school curriculum around personal finance, I was shocked. Mm. Um, and, and that is, that is a fact. So most kids can 
and not pass a very basic test when they graduate at the age of 17 or 18, cannot uh, pass a basic test on personal finance. Mm. They don't understand interest rates. They don't understand taxes. Um, they don't understand the difference, you know, between a savings and a checking account or an IRA. Um, so they have a lot to learn, and, and we think we can help. And how many? How are you rolling out this program? I know that it's targeted toward educators. At least some of the programs I was poking around looking at on your website were t- targeted to educators. But is that how you market it in general? Is through schools? Uh, well, actually, we have for dollars and cents. Um, I'm going to talk about a very specific program sure. under that umbrella in just a minute. But for HR Block dollars and cents, we have three audiences, and those are teachers or educators, parents, and students. Mm-hmm. Um, and we think all three audiences are equally important. Um, and, you know, teenagers, uh, they hate to admit it, but their parents are their number one go-to source. So even <laughs> – My you know, kids even would be they, happy they, to admit that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's funny because most of them don't think their parents are great. Um, mm. at understanding personal finance, but that's the best that they've got or the best that they know of. That's so right. they will turn yeah. to their parents first. Parents will tell us that um, talking to your kids about money and financial issues is harder than talking to them about the birds and the bees. Mm-hmm. Mm. So huh? uh, it, they are very difficult conversations and mostly, again, because the parents aren't secure enough or confident enough in what they know um, to have good conversations. And then the teachers are the, the third um, audience for us, and they uh, have told us repeatedly that this is something that they believe in. This is something that their students need desperately. So those are kind of our three target audiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I could just talk about the budget challenge. Yeah, please do. Um, would that be okay? Yeah. So the budget challenge is something, um, a program under the, the bigger umbrella of dollars and cents that we launched last year. We are starting our second year. And the budget challenge is actually a program that is administered through the classrooms. So we have had um, a large number of schools participate over the last, you know, now year and, and a half. Um, Last year, our first year out, school, high schools in every state within the United States participated, and it, we reached about 100,000 kids. Mm-hmm. And what the budget challenge is, it's a 10-week program, and it's, again, in the classroom, and it is done through a simulation. You can do it on your mobile phone. You can do it on your laptop, your iPad, whatever. Mm-hmm. And the way it works, and this is the really fun part of it, because it's teaching kids these life lessons without the consequences. So the way it works is that um, each student starts in the same place within the simulation. Mm-hmm. They just graduated from college. They got their first job. They're making $45,000 a year. And then suddenly they have to make some decisions. Are you going to contribute to your 401k? How much? Um, what cell phone plan are you signing up for? Mm-hmm. And they start making real-world financial decisions, and like I said, without the real-world consequences. Mm-hmm. And the game continues for 10 weeks, and they have to pay bills. They have to pay them on time, or they will have to pay a penalty. Um, they have to manage their money. We will throw a couple of quizzes at them, and they will have to engage and do well on the quizzes. Um, And then we'll throw a couple curveballs at them as well. So, for instance, you dropped your cell phone in the pool. You know, early on, did you sign up for that cell phone insurance? Um, Or you got a flat tire. Um, How are you, you know, are you prepared to take care of this? So it is a very, I mean, the kids have to engage. 
Um, they have to fully participate. And at the end of that 10 weeks, well, throughout the 10 weeks, there is a leaderboard so they can see how they are doing versus their competition. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the 10 weeks, the kids at the top of the leaderboard um, receive $20,000 college scholarships. Wow. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's a big win for something like that. I mean, I would be afraid that my kids would be week one. They'd be coming to me saying, you know, Dad, I'm $45,000 down right now, and I need a little bit of a loan. But I think this is something they could really learn from, though. It's like the game oh, of absolutely. life. I know, it absolutely. It is the game of life. Yeah. Now, how, do you, yep. how are you executing this uh, through schools? Are you doing it with a partner? No, you know, there are actually some great uh, – we, we have a few different ways of getting to teachers. Probably some of the best – there are so many educator networks that we have been able to tap into. Mm-hmm. But then this word of mouth, these teachers, we after our first year last year, we surveyed um, the teachers who participated, and over 95% of them gave us extremely high marks for this program. Mm-hmm. So they are ta- they're all repeating it. They're all telling other teachers about it. So like I said, it's just been this ama- – it's caught on like crazy. So like Last year, like I said, we reached about 100,000 kids, and we've already doubled that for this year. Wow. So, yeah, that, that, so you know we what's are, so great about this, Kathy, is that it's really a combination, too, of cause marketing, right? But yep, there's yep. also a big content marketing component to it, too, because you're providing a lot of the materials and the information that people need to do. And it's not about right. H&R H&R Block. It's about uh, learning how to budget things correctly. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, and like I said, kind of what got us started here was seeing it when our tax professionals sit down with our clients. That was kind of the first, you know, catalyst for us. So many times our clients are asking questions about how do I do this? I want to open an IRA. I'm not sure how to do it. Um, can you help me figure out what to do with my refund? Mm-hmm. And so we know that there is a need. And it's just like I've said early on, I am a big believer in cause marketing mm. in general. But this this program to me is is one that's going to make a difference. If kids can be, you know, just a little bit um, more informed when they graduate from high school, uh, then we all win. Mm-hmm. So it's it's definitely something we're excited about. Can you talk a little bit about how you might involve employees in this campaign or even customers? Because it sounds like yeah. you're definitely targeting parents, which mm-hmm. I would imagine are more in your customer wheelhouse. But um, this is a phenomenal program. I'm just wondering kind of how it in, uh, kind of what's the word I'm looking for mm. integrates yeah. throughout the rest of the organization. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and, and I will say very honestly, um, we do not do any sort of marketing campaign around it. This mm-hmm. is, you know, the, the, we really are trying to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it has been a little bit grassroots. Like I said, a lot, there's a lot of word of mouth. Um, we have engaged one of our teachers last year. Um, she actually had 11 of her students win scholarships. Oh my gosh. And she was, she's amazing. Um, and she has become, um, our greatest zealot, if you will, for mm. the program. So she's actually been out and she did a media tour for us. So we've had that type of support. Mm-hmm. Um, you asked, Megan, about um, our associates, our employees, and we actually also offer um, scholarships to employees, children, and grandchildren mm-hmm. through a separate program under dollars and cents, which also they have to prove their um, understanding of personal finance and their engagement without going through the budget challenge um, exercise. So we are, yeah, we, we definitely want our um, all of our associates, we have 80,000 tax professionals, we want all of them to feel really, really good about this program. They We want them to be able to talk to their clients about it if it makes sense. Um, and then in the, at the community level, we even 
oftentimes have um, educators ask our tax pros to come into schools and help teach different parts of their classes, usually mm-hmm. around taxes, obviously. So mm-hmm. there's good local marketing connections, yeah. you know, or local networking, I should say, yeah. without um, a big marketing investment. Yeah, well, I love it. It's perfect telling without selling. That's a, yeah, I mean, you exactly. know, a great example, too, of just kind of being out there. You know, Kathy, one of the things I'm curious about this, and with your long history, too, in cause marketing, which we certainly want to talk about, I think what's interesting about this, too, is it's yet another example of a company that has kind of gotten into the cause business. I mean, you guys are not just partnering with the cause to execute a cause marketing program. You have become the cause to a certain degree with this program. And, you know, you could point to things like Panera Care's Cafe, uh, Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption. I mean, they're all extensions of the brand. Do you see that as something that is the future of cause marketing for many companies that it won't be so much a partnership between them and a nonprofit yeah. as it is executing their own cause initiatives? Yeah, I do. I see more and more of that. And, I do too. And, you yeah. know, what, one of the things that I think is so important is that I think early on in the earlier days of cause marketing, mm-hmm. um, I think people just grabbed a cause and ran right. with it. Yeah. Um, and in, in many cases, it fizzled out. What in both of the companies that I have been with, um, where we've done pretty extensive cause marketing programs, uh, it's been about what makes sense for our brand and right. for our consumer. Mm-hmm. And you know, when we talk about lead genes, um, when the majority of lead genes um, purchasers and and wearers were women. Way back in the day when we kicked off Lee National Denim Day about breast cancer research and and education and screening and treatment, uh, that made a lot of sense for our brand. Mm. Um, And and that is why we did it. And we were one of the first to talk talk about breast cancer in the the workplace. And again, that was in the 90s. And then with this program, with H&R Block Dollars and Cents and the Budget Challenge, again, like I've said a couple of times now, we saw it but when we sat across the desk from our clients that this was a need. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just made sense for us to be the ones to kick off this program. Um, sometimes, you know, you see companies that do try to piggyback on something that's already being right. done. Yep. And either it doesn't make sense or it gets watered down or yep. it's, it's, you, you start to lose control. Well, yeah, so, well that's the thing. You know, I have argued, Kathy, just that point that I think companies do it because they want more control over the process. And, yeah. you know, we another great example, something that won a Halo Award last year is what uh, Dick Sporting Goods is doing with Sports Matters. And they've created uh-huh. a crowdfunding site on their uh, platform where people can go. They can enter the information about their schools and their sports program, and they can compete for donations and funding and stuff like that right. but it's something right. that they, i mean that's a lot of work on their part yeah, just as is. yours is a lot of work too yeah. but i really do i think it shows the consumer hey we really care about this yes it, it absolutely does and you're right it is a lot of work hmm. um and and when we kicked off the budget challenge last year um we had a, a team of basically one person who was dedicated full-time mm-hmm. um and we have we've actually grown that a little bit um but but it is something that you have to get complete buy-in and passion and mm. support from top to bottom of the organization. And if you don't have that, then don't bother. Boy, I bet, I bet you could write a book a, about that, Kathy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wish you would. But it's, yeah, yeah, no kidding. I might just do that, actually. That's right. But it, you, it do, you feel like you're doing the right thing. You feel like you're giving back. You're giving people a reason to reconsider if they're not considering you. You're, you and, and at the end of the day, it's about just doing the right thing and, and being a good corporate citizen. I'm curious to know, since the program's been around since 2009, 
how you've iterated and, and changed over the years. it sounds like that's a longstanding program. So yeah. what, what, what tweaks have you made? What, what improvements, what have you left behind? What have you learned? Well, you know, really the biggest um, probably improvement was launching the budget challenge last year. So dollars and cents, you're right. We've, and it's now in its fifth year, sixth year. Um, and and we've, we've tried a lot of different things there. We provided curriculum to high schools, but it was more in a traditional um, textbook-like format. That's how we launched the program. We, we started off um, very, very slowly. We were starting to make some traction. We had some good partners and good, again, networking partners, if you will, um, but we just felt last year like, eh, hmm. what we're doing is really good, but we want something that's great, and yep. we want something that makes a difference, and we just didn't feel like we were getting it. So that's when we kind of took a step back last year and said, let's let's reallocate some dollars. Let's let's go at this with a um, with a bigger budget, a bigger investment level, and give kids really something to strive for and make it worth their while. And when you start talking about three million dollars in college scholarships. Um, that's that's it. when that's when they perk up. Yeah, right. and so I, I have to tell you the story of um, the high school I mentioned mentioned earlier in um, Guntersville, Alabama, mm-hmm. where we had eleven winners. And when we 11. first wow. saw the leaderboard and said that we had eleven in the top twenty-five, um, we thought something was up. We're like, yes. okay, could somebody <laughs> someone's have cooking the numbers this yeah. game in the system? <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. And what we found out was um, just the opposite. These kids. In many cases, uh, they were the first to go to college in their family. Mm-hmm. Um, they were not going to have the, the opportunity to go to college. And their principal and their teacher partnered on this and said, we got to get these kids into it. I mean, this is a, a true, real opportunity. And these kids are so good and so smart. And if they commit to something, they can, they can win. And so we actually got to be there um, when we presented the checks to the 11 kids. Oh. And, and it was one of my top five moments in my career because, again, these are kids um, who work so hard. Uh, Like I said, many were the first in their family to go to college. Many of them were not going to go to college, and it was really – it it made it all worthwhile. When you start to see how this – you know, the results of this and what it means to people, you know you're doing the right thing. Wow. That's, I mean, this is what I tell Megan all the time. If she'd stop drinking and she'd stop going to the dog track, Kathy, she would have so much more money that maybe she could finally yeah, get a college right. education. She could go back to school. That's right. That's she could it. go back oh, to you know, vocational school. And I'm going to mute your mic here in a minute. You stop. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back to something that you said earlier, though, Kathy, about selling to the C-suite, because we hear this all the time at Cause Marketing yeah, sure. from our corporate partners. What have you had to do to position this? And as the CMO, I mean, you're a huge champion for this, this project. Right. It's great that it lives um, in your house, if you will. But, you know, what do you have to do to keep kind of proving the meaningfulness of this and the relevancy to H&R Block? Well, so I'm one of the lucky ones because our CEO is a marketing guy. Oh, <laughs> lucky yeah. you. So, you know, that helps. But no, he, um, I, I will say it has not always been the case um, because we have had a couple of CEOs since 2009. Uh, and it was a very difficult sell. And it's not, it really has to be something um, 
that they wit- they witness firsthand, they mm-hmm. understand, they see the benefit, and they're not asking you for some ROI analysis at the end of year one. Yep. Um, so it has to be somebody who can think beyond beyond that, think beyond the spreadsheet, if you will, um, and think about a long-term benefit for the brand. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I always say is for the long-term health of the brand, mm-hmm. these things matter. Um, and, and like I said, Bill Cobb, who is our current CEO, is a marketing guy. Uh, he has been involved in his career in other cause marketing programs. And so he has been a huge supporter of this mm-hmm. program. He believes in it. Um, and like I said, when we said last year, we want to do something crazy and give out, you know, $3 million worth of college scholarships in one year, um, actually in about six months, he said, go for it. Let's wow, do, you know, great. let's, let's do it. Yeah. So yeah. we also, we, we have, I think I mentioned this, we have one grand winner at the end of, um, the two, there's actually two 10 week cycles. And at the end of that, we have one year, every year, a grand prize winner who gets a hundred thousand dollars. And, and Bill actually went, Bill Cobb went to present that check to that student. Mm-hmm. And, um, I have the most amazing picture that we caught of his parents because they did not know he was getting it. Wow. Um, oh my gosh. But, but you talk about life changing. So, yeah. wow. uh, so I am, I am one of the lucky ones there when it comes to CEO support. Wow. That's, I mean that, but you know, something like that is, is so important too. And you know, what you realize too, so much about cause marketing, Kathy and Megan is it's like, you know, it's not a standalone strategy either. You have to see how it works with the other things that you're doing. And it's when it gels with those other things, your values as an other organization, other forms right. of marketing, that's employee right. communication that you, it, it kind of like hits you over the head and you're like, ah, I get it now. Uh, but yep. so often people just silo it and say, well, what's the return on this? What are we getting? You know, blah, blah, blah. And they do not see the bigger picture. And they do not see that this is something, it's a long-term effort too. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. And it's our, our purpose at H&R Block is we do the right thing. And, you know, we don't always get it right. Uh, I'll be the first to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this case, I think we've absolutely gotten it right. You know, it is, it's doing the right thing. Um, and, and there are probably, I could say we have some people on our finance team who didn't get it right off the bat and that's quick. It's funny how quickly they come around when they do begin to see, you know, what it's doing for people's lives. Right. Well, Megan, you know, I'm telling you. I'm really so impressed with Agent I Block. I think I'm going to take my taxes to them next year. Now, <gasps> now, now, you don't know this, Kathy, but Megan does. My wife is a CPA, and I have been <laughs> I have been complaining the past couple of years about our taxes and how many taxes. And I bet you guys could find a lot more money for her. You know what? I am quite sure of it. Absolutely. You, I'm yeah, going to have to break the bad news to her tonight. We'll take a, we'll That's take right. A I'm going to have to. It. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to fire her tonight. I mean, it's going to be really awkward, but <laughs> it's going to be hard on her. I'm sure. It's fantastic. I bet she'll get over it. Yeah, she will. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Kathy, this has been so fantastic. We really appreciate you talking to us about Dollars and Cents and the Budget Challenge. If people want to find out more about H&R Block and this great program, how might they do that online? You know, there's a couple different ways. Uh, dollars, if you wanted to go to our website, you could go to hrbds, H&R Block Dollars and Cents, .org. Um, or if you want to get a specific answer to any question, you can go to Dollars and Cents at hrblock.com and we will respond quickly. 
Excellent. Awesome. And we will include those in the show notes. So people have direct links there. And what about you, Great. Joe? Where can people find you? Uh, well, they can find me on Twitter at Joe Waters, talking to Megan and getting tax advice from H and on blog <laughs> on Twitter. Um, and you can find me on Pinterest. Uh, of course, check out all those, uh, cause marketing boards I have, and I'll be adding H and on blog to it very soon. And of course, selfishgiving.com where you can learn all about cause marketing and win-win partnerships. What about you, Megan? Where can people find you? I am also on Twitter at Megan Strand, and I tweet for the Cause Marketing Forum at TweetCMF. And you can find show notes for today's episodes at CauseUpdate.com, as well as Joe's blog, SelfishGiving.com. So do check them out there. And of course, you can find Cause Talk Radio on iTunes. We do recommend you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And on behalf of Kathy and Joe and myself, we'd like to thank you so much for joining us today for this episode of Cause Talk Radio, and we'll talk to you next time. 